One and two and three and four. There's murder and intrigue, but the kids of Riverdale are gonna be just fine, just fine, just just fine. There's Jughead and Betty, and Dad's a serial killer serving some jail time, jail time, jail jail time. We got milkshakes at Pops. And mimosas at Veronica's Yeah, the kids of Riverdale are gonna solve some crime Some crime, some, some crime Cause the kids of Riverdale are gonna still be fine Maybe damaged, damn, damn, damn Sit right down, you're gonna have a real good time With Team Cheryl Who's Archie? distracted by all the dead cats <laughs> <laughs> and that opens up this episode of milkshakes and mimosas how dare you <laughs> hello everyone uh we are covering the movie sleepwalkers today and this is my first podcast back after having a stroke and a gallbladder issue so please be kind uh it will be interesting anyways uh, we are joined by a bevy of special guests. First off, we're joined by Valeska. Hello, Valeska. Oh, thank you for calling me a special guest. As always, as always. We're also joined by the most cat-filled of guests, Sarah and Steven from the Purrcast. Hello. Yeah. Yay. I, we are filled with cats. If yeah. you cut us open, uh, just cats come pouring out. Don't do it. Just trust us. Yeah, don't, don't try. <laughs> I wouldn't advertise uh, that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We'll have to cut that. No. Yeah, we'll have to cut. And us one open. minute forty seconds. Yeah, yeah, one minute forty seconds. Uh, I will say that at the climax of this movie, when like someone is like being terrified by all these cats running towards them, I was like, "This is just heaven. Like, yeah. this is great. Like, all these cats." How'd you get all those cats to run in the same direction? Uh, anyways, we'll get to that. We'll get probably, to that. Probably tuna. I don't know. Yeah. Don't probably. Know. I don't know. A lot of tuna. And they got along pretty well. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so tuna uh, was harmed in this, uh, the making of this film then. <laughs> it's cats. So, you know, it, you know, they got to have eat. something to do. Yeah. But yeah, so today we're talking about Steve Sleepwalkers. Sleepwalkers. That's me. His... <laughs> <laughs> Sleepwalkers, Canada. Not a. I don't know why I went to sleep. Uh, country Canada. That's a thing. That was a joke uh, just for me. Yes, that is only a joke for you. Uh, this is also a Stephen King movie, so we're continuing on Stephen King month, and this is one of his original screenplays that is not based on anything else. So there's not any books or anything uh, to research for this, and it is weird. Involves a lot of cats. <laughs> And uh, the reason we are covering it on this show is because Madchen Emick is uh, Betty's mom, Alice, on Riverdale. And she is the main, I guess, the main character lead in this? The main well, non-related person. She's yeah. the main human. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, you know what? That's very fair. That's very fair. <laughs> and this is a movie where um, a... Um, okay, there is a bunch of vampires, but they're not really vampires. They're shape-shifting energy vampires, and they kind of <laughs> look like cats, but they're not really cats because cats fucking hate them. Yeah. And every time they see cats, they're like, wow, kill all these cats. They're evil. We gotta attack them. But then the cats are like, fuck you, cats. And we just attack them, and they go set on fire and everything great. Um, when the cats are winning, uh, when the cats lose, it's very very sad um and they are incest as well did i mention that <laughs> no probably not um so it's a mother and a son who kiss a lot very weird very weird i can't well, i kind of thought it was hot it. Is anybody else nobody else i thought it was really romantic <laughs> yeah it was hotter when you saw them in the mirror and they were all wrinkly yeah <laughs> Uh, my mother is in earshot of this podcast, so <laughs> not saying anything about that. Uh, so, um, the uh, the only way that they can feed 
Uh, I guess they have to feed life force off of human, apparently it's female virgins. Like, there's a lot of prerequisites. How they survived this long, I don't know. Especially in the 70s. I feel they like that's pretty standard for monsters, though. It's always the female virgins. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like, I guess that's, like, what Dracula is, like, a fine wine connoisseur, and, like, that's the best blood or whatever. But, like, if the only way you can eat is that, and they, like, seem to have to, like, move. Yeah. It's very weird. It's very weird. I mean, I they're see. they're respectful monsters. They they like to wine and dine you before they before <laughs> they suck your life force. By wine and dine, you mean making out in a cemetery? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not what people do? Um, this movie and Forty Year Old Virgin crossover, right? Oh, yep. That's 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 great. And then Garfield. Steve Carell Garfield has to have up. sex, or else he'll be eaten. <laughs> <laughs> That would be amazing. That would be amazing. So this was written by, sorry, it was directed by Mick Garris. And like Mick Garris and Stephen King did like everything back in the day. Um, there's like the, uh, the, the stand and the shining. Um, but yeah, so he was a big fan of King and they really worked well together. And I guess that's how this kind of got into production because it wasn't a, a very expensive movie, but it kind of continues the the trend that like the stand did in that there's a lot of very weird cameos in this. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, so many weird cameos. Because like we start the movie with one, R.I.P. All them cats. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> F's in the pet chat. They're wonderful cats. Uh, but it starts with Mark Hamill just there. I There's like know. no reason. Wait, I did not he, recognize was him. Was he the sheriff? Yeah, yes. he was the sheriff. Oh, I did not know we, that. You know what it is? It's because we're not used to seeing Mark Hamill. I mean, this was only 10 years after Return of the Jedi, so we're not used to like 30s Mark Hamill like yeah. with a with gruff facial hair. It's like I can I imagine Mark Hamill as an old man with facial hair. Yeah. But I don't imagine 30-year-old Mark Hamill with facial That's true. hair. Right, true. because he's like 30 30-year-old Mark Hamill was kind of all about like the joker basically like in a bunch of like voice uh acting right like he was doing voice acting forever but like that's what i associate with him with in the 90s especially so it's very weird that he just goes up and it's apparently his name was sheriff jenkins that's a terrible <laughs> first name billy oh my god no <laughs> Uh, it brings me to one of the biggest criticisms with King is that the guy is terrible with names. <laughs> it's just terrible. <laughs> terrible. It's awful. It, it, like, so much so in that in some, uh, like, in some mo uh, books, he's like, this character doesn't have a middle name. And it's not because I didn't come up with one. It's because he's quirky. And you're like, no. Paradise Falls is a terrible town name. Hate it. The actual town they're in is named Travis. Who wants to, who wants to live in a town named Travis? Nobody. Nobody wants to live there. Um, and the only thing that I give them props in this name is Clovis the cat. Because yes. Yeah, Clovis. Clovis is a hero. Clovis. love Clovis. That was where the movie like got me, you know? I was like, all right, I'm on board with this now. <laughs> I I love Clovis because it's like he's like a pretty chill cat. Like they try to like make him as this like he's like a hero cat, but like you could tell like in real life this guy's cat is just like pretty chill. Like he doesn't really care, <laughs> especially when he's like playing with him like in the start and like he's just kind of like lazily swatting at the ball and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's my cat Jughead." Cuz you know um, he's been doing that for like 5 hours straight. That's true. Yeah, bored on the side of the highway. No. Well, I mean Andy Simpson, Officer Andy Simpson was he's like all of us where it's like anytime he was interacting with this cat, it's like that sort of internal well not internal because you're saying it out loud because you're talking to your cat but it's just very much i i think that that's the one thing they got right was like the way that somebody talks to their cat i felt like yeah oh yeah you're gonna do that yeah you know like just that kind of <laughs> like you sort of have your own excitement and mm -hmm. sort of like 
it, the the rich inner life that you have with your cat in a way sort of thing. I mean, right when yeah. when like you and penny lane are in car chases like yes, exactly very very similar vibe yes uh, well can we point out that they never explain why he has a cat i know i was Does like look, i think well, well i do because i was like look we, we're trying to redeem cops and like make them better Give them all cats to look after and force some empathy on them. Maybe this would entirely improve everything. So why do we not have these cats everywhere? I think That's we need point. to start emailing some like government people because this is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, we're just amazed because like I was like, oh, maybe he's like sneaking this cat and like you know just having it or like he would he goes like on patrol or whatever, sneaking the cat in the car. But then he has like a little cat bed in his like <laughs> in the office and there's even like there's like a poster on the uh, on the back of the wall that has like a cat doing something okay are so we sure like... that clovis is not actually an officer did we see like did he have a little tiny badge on his collar do not say that about we do not clovis he's not a cop we can like clovis he's not a cop uh he's cop adjacent he's he's a pi okay he's He's off the books. I think okay? he's playing clothes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I was about to do this thing because I, okay, I was about to have this idea that they, so like they have like, uh, it's a community center because they don't have like a sheriff office. They literally go into a community center thing and I saw a cat poster on the wall. So like, I don't know if it's like such a small community that they have like their police in with their like animal shelters or something. And they just like, they were just like, oh, we love this cat and we're just going to take care of him now and something like that. And that's like adopt him. And that cat was how it worked. Like, mm. I do respect it in a way because like, especially in the horror genre, like cats are almost always vilified. So like I, I, some of the things that like, there has been scary cats in like Stephen King things, but it's never like the cat's fault. Um, like so in Pet Pet Cemetery, there is a creepy cat, but that's not the cat's fault. It's due to evilness possessing the cat. The cat was not evil. And then in there's like a, another Stephen King movie called Cat's Eye, and in that uh, a cat saves a baby Drew Barrymore from a a, a troll. Uh, and the cat is like named General, and she just keeps going General, and it just like he comes in and like saves her from a troll. So uh, I guess there must be some love in Stephen King's. Yeah, I I love when cats are more the heroes. Like you know, they're kind of these guardians. Like in this movie, they're like kind of they're just like at this house all the time, keeping an eye on these demons or whatever. And it kind of made me think of the mummy, actually, how the cat is kind of like, oh yeah, like doesn't like the the mummy guy, and they kind of use the cat at first when he's not strong enough to do anything. Like they'll use him to scare the mummy away. So I love that about cats. I feel like that's more cat-like to be suspicious and to keep an eye on things rather than to actually participate in evil. I mean, they'll participate in their own evil, you know, but it's like, you know, no demons. <laughs> I think they're more chaotic neutral usually. Yeah. They yeah. just do their own things. Um, did any of you watch this with your cats? Because I was watching it, and there were a couple points where there was a lot of meowing on the screen, and Tango looked over and was, like, really interested. It made me happy. <laughs> um, we were, uh, like, all of my cats were, like, like, the kittens were all, like, sleeping on the cat tree. So, like, I think maybe some of them, like, caught the TV because they can watch the TV from the cat tree, or they can fade out the window. And, like, Jughead was, like, sitting beside me watching for a bit. And then all the cats were meowing and they were, like, kind of mean. So he's kind of like, I'm just going to go away and hide a box. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, buddy, you can, like, hang out. Like, you're like Clovis. You would protect me, right? He's so sensitive. And then he just kind of hang out in the box for a little bit. He may have also been mad at me because I also just got back from the hospital. And oh, he's a sad he boy. Was, uh, he was sad. Apparently he was, like literally crying on my bed a few nights ago oh. uh. <laughs> give him the kiss for me oh, buddy well at least you know i also make sure your cats don't see the first couple minutes you know <laughs> they'll love the ending but they won't like the beginning should we like get into the plot oh i mean like yes sure do you want to you want to do the plot uh do you want to go scene by scene <laughs> no because that's how i took notes <laughs> 
Because I was like, oh yeah, here's a plot. They like, you know, Mark Hamill's like, whoa, what's up with all these dead cats? And then he, he opens up uh, a closet and he's like, what's up with this dead person who looks like they've been sucked dry? What's going on? And then it cuts to these like weirdo, uh, you know, mom and son making out and listening to bad music and dancing. Well, it was nice music. I'm not gonna... It was nice music. I like the music. Uh, it's like 50s. Uh, like nostalgia was really hot in the eight, like the early nineties and like late. Not only that, but that's also like a Stephen King thing, anyway. Like he's obsessed with the fifties. He's like, oh, here's a sad, like a cool saccharine song, and there's a weird shit happening. What? Whoa! Your mind's gonna be blown. Uh, anyways, and they're t- uh, they're talking about how you know they need to feed. You need to do something to give us some num nums. Ah, you can. You, the man, can only get the food and bring it in. I was like... Why is that, though? Like, why can't she go get food? The dead body in their house at the last place was, like, a child, so it doesn't have to be, like, somebody who's gone through puberty. Like, she could just go out and snatch a kid from the street, right? (laughs) (laughs) So how did they get the kid, then? Did they wine and dine the child? I was assuming she just, like, snatched it from a mall. I wonder if there's like probably so um it's probably like so they're pretty desperate right so it seemed like they're probably can't get as much sustenance from young p- kids oh true and that's probably why they wanted to like have like a very specific age range because like they, they seem to like want that way to like it kind of so it's funny because I'm kind of figuring out the plot to the creatures in this movie. By basing them off the plots of other very similar creatures in Stephen King lore. Because it's almost kind of like in Doctor Sleep. How there's like this, these these vampires mm-hmm. who are also psychic. But they are much prettier and not incest. So much prettier. So much prettier. Um, but um, they, um, they can... There are specific things and specific people who feed them longer. So I'm assuming since these guys are kind of the same thing, that's how it works. I I thought I read somewhere, like, I don't know where it was, if it was on IMDb or if it was just some weird website, but I thought I read somewhere in the description for this film that he, he has to suck the life force out of someone and then he has to have sex with his mom and that's how she feeds. <laughs> I don't know if I made that up or if I read it in one of the descriptions, but I feel like I have that in my head. I don't know Are why. you sure that wasn't Stephen's fan fiction? <laughs> you were like Stephen King's like, if like your son is like, hey, mom, dad, I just wrote this movie. You know, I've wrote some weird movies before, but, you know, this is the the first movie that was, like, entirely new. I didn't even write a book, so you won't even know what happens. Come on in, mom and dad. Like, what was that like? It's like, was Stephen parents like, um, son, no. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Uh, anyways, they go and they find their perfect idea to who they're going to capture how they know that she falls into all the categories, who knows? They just look at a yearbook, and then he, like, carves a letter into his uh, into his body. Maybe that's, like, a ritual. Like, oh, the body carving worked, so... <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to the movies, which he also knows that she works at, from the yearbook? Like, what does her yearbook say? Is her yearbook... Maybe the yearbook also put, like, her sexual status as well, and that's how she knows that uh, he knows that she's a virgin. Because it was all, Oh, like, yeah, they there. just have, like, a whole page of, like, here are all the virgins, and they... It just has a little V beside the name. Or not. It's... <laughs> it's like, you know, different clubs. You've got drama club. You've virgin got, club. like, you know... Virgin club. <laughs> Do you think he just looks at the movie club, and that's how he finds out... <laughs> The movie club, all these virgins. I, I feel go. like he I feel knew so that she right was. Now. I feel like he knew she was a virgin because they set her up as being like kind of like nervous and like clumsy a little bit, and it's like that's just the the movie's way of saying, yeah, check it out, she's a virgin because she, <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> when you're dancing, oh my! The dancing goodness. was the best part of the movie. I'm just gonna say it that right was. now. I just was like, oh my god, because I've had that moment. Like, I was like, wa- I, every once in a while you'll get into a song and you're like, 
walking down the street and like do a dance because like you don't think anyone's around and then there's just, like one guy across the street is like looking at you and you're like <laughs> filming you yeah hey hey old man what's up i really liked i did just on a side note i did like the the there was some interesting camera stuff in this film like i don't know yeah just a lot of cool camera movements and angles and i don't know i thought it was cool I liked it. Yeah, no, there, there there was some like cool stuff in that in that idea. Um, I do have uh, a, a question as to why he again chose such terrible fake movies. Um, both of the like <laughs> when they go down, like when they enter the uh, the movie theater, there's a whole bunch of like fake movies, and none of them are good. They like, bite and scream good. dreams were the ones that I wrote <laughs> oh, down. I'm- I'm in pain. I'm in pain. That's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. So he meets her and is like, hey, you want to go on a date? And she's like, well, I guess so, but my dad drives me home. And he's like, those virgins and their dads. <laughs> and then Virgins love having their parents pick them up. <laughs> so they finally get to the school, and then he reads a, a shitty poem because he sucks. And he's, <laughs> he being the dumb energy vampire. Charles. He's, he's reading a poem about being a vampire, right? That, that, that's what I thought was so interesting was like they're literally saying what the yeah. like the the sort of this is the lore dump scene. Is the has there ever been a lore the only time I feel like probably the only time they've ever done lore dump with poetry is probably the beginning of Lord of the Rings. So, but this movie did it first. <laughs> yes. Peter Jackson, how dare you? <laughs> Stealing from sleepwalkers. It it seems like a Edward Cullen move, if we're being real. Oh, uh, yeah, I yeah. I swear there has to be a, a Twilight thing where he's like, I glitter in the sunlight and I have so much angst. And I, apparently he's William Shatner? I don't know. I don't know. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. The worst version of Twilight or the best? <laughs> Anyways, best. Um, so uh, everyone, it's it's one of those scenes where it's like only one person likes the poem, which is actually a scene that happens in Carrie as well, where it's like only Carrie understands the poem by the man and everyone else makes fun of him, including the teacher. It's just a weird Stephen King thing. Like, I wonder if he wants <laughs> If this poetry. was that thing that happened? Yeah, if he's just like, I am going to be a famous horror writer, for I have so much pain inside me. And then, like, one girl is like, yay, you're so cool, wow. And everyone else just made fun of him. She didn't actually like the poem. She was just being nice because she wanted to take him to the graveyard, if you know what I mean. (laughs) True. She wanted to do some rubbings, you know what I mean? (laughs) Which, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they leaned into that one oh, Look, i mean I, again this might be my own thing but i really like that he knew how to impress the mom i felt i like her mom oh, yeah. i thought that was like very i was like you know c- serial killers or you know in this case sleepwalkers are charming sociopaths so yeah. it makes sense that he knows how to like charm the mom into into Game giving trust. yeah exactly yeah 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 so i also like for- that how they kind of like did that swish up in the um cemetery where they kind of like charmed us into believing that maybe he was actually going to let her live because they really connected and he really like got the way that she felt alone and different from everyone you you fell for it i think you fell i kind (laughs) of fell for it too i thought maybe that the second half of this movie would be like them on the run or something and he's like look babe i gotta tell you the truth i'm a sleepwalker that poem was real yeah you know what i thought didn't like him so i did not like him i trust in, I guess because I looked at him as Jughead, and I was like, "Well, if Jughead doesn't like somebody, I can't like them." I kind of felt like if I dated him, Jughead. I could fix him. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I actually thought about twenty-five minutes in. I wrote this down. I was thinking, "Wait, is she going to turn out to be like a sleepwalker who sleepwalks him?" Oh, oh my god, that would have been amazing. amazing. But it didn't happen. <laughs> oh, that's my head cannon now, though. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, instead, uh, he after the poem, he makes a. Uh, makes fun of the teacher and the teacher just broods for like at least a minute after everyone leaves the classroom and just like looks out the window and he's like oh I'm mad and you're like okay he's he's mad I guess so uh, the dude is like going home and he's like oh I got this cool car because I'm so cool I, oh, wait, I can really I just say one it. thing 
Back what? into the, the whole like 1950s obsession thing of Stephen King. When he goes out into the school hallway, there's a teacher dragging a student down the hall by his ear, which is not oh. something that would have happened in the 90s. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't think it would have. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. I, you know what? Travis is a different place, guys. <laughs> a terrible <laughs> named place. Um, but, uh, you know, he is going home in his cool car, and then he gets pulled over. But it's not by the cops. It's by the teacher and he's like you faked your transcripts i looked there's no paradise falls i hire yeah do teachers like, just do that do they like, just pull people over <laughs> yeah i don't know i you know what i don't know much about the american uh education <laughs> it could have been a system. citizen's arrest <laughs> <laughs> citizen's arrest um i just like that he because there's like i was there like 92 i don't know if there was like internet internet back then or at least it would not be as reliable so the dude was like going through towns in ohio dude like maybe he, he was just better at geography than he is at geometry yeah and well i thought I, well i thought that that was maybe again to your point sarah that like maybe that was a clue Maybe that he wasn't a sleepwalker, but that maybe there yeah. was this, like, maybe he's, like, the cat keeper, and so, like, he's yeah. on the other Ooh. side, too, you know? I, I like... thought he was, like, a sleepwalker hunter, you know? And he was like, oh, we got another sleepwalker in this oh, town. Yeah, yeah. I can tell because he wrote this story, and it's like, I know, I'm going to, like, go hunt him now. That's what <laughs> so I thought. He must, have been, like, he must have a real easy hunting job. He just, like, sits in, the, sits in class, and, like, they all say the dumb poem. They all say it. <laughs> The exact same poem. They all say it. I don't know why. Another sleepwalker. (laughs) We need to build a Buffy verse around this. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's why, like, because I love Buffy so much, I was like, well, everyone in this town must be something, you know. But yes, but um, he is something, and it's a creep because um, he's a gay predator because it's the '90s, and we are super homophobic back then. Yeah. 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 He's like, uh, you know. He's like, uh, I don't have any money, so I can't really pay you unless I drop a car. And I'm he's like, you can pay me it. in dick. Ugh. Yeah, and he's like, Ugh. there's other ways to pay me. And then uh, he just eats his hand. He just goes, nom, 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 nom. No, he, he, he grabs his, rips his hand off when he's trying to like grab yeah. his junk. Oh, he rips That's his That's the hand gay off? predator part. Oh, I thought he like ate his hand. He like, ate him later on, hand. but it's totally yeah. no homo. <laughs> <laughs> that is totally the terrible thing that that that's why he dies uh, yeah anyway, um so he murders the man and then is like oh well that's an adventure i'm just gonna continue driving home actually then... the, the hand ripping off was sort of where the movie got me like before the cat stuff even happened i was like oh that was cool his hand yeah i really off. liked that scene too yeah. it was it... surprising because they're like whoa Whoa, that's like, whoa, we're going yeah, there. Like, like well, zero to 60 in like a second. Well, yeah, yeah well. literally. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he was well, like a zero to the speed limit of whatever that was. Well, I, was it was it my understanding that that sort of sense that because he fed, you know, on, on the teacher that he's like kind of became virulent, you know, and he was just like having fun running from the cops and possibly running over a school chill oh, or trying to run oh. over a I get that it was like kind of activated him and he was just like, like yeah, I feel blood. alive, you know, yeah. like. Yeah, maybe that's why he had the magic power to change his car or whatever. Anyway. Yeah, it's I called dimming, Andrew. <laughs> no, that's when he goes invisible. Oh, well, well, no, you're right. Yeah, yes. Because they also make the car go invisible. True. But then the car does change, which is very Christine. So I think that's just another thing like where he's kind of pointing at his own work and being like, hey, I also wrote this thing. Check that out later. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is just a bunch you're it's totally like right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just viral marketing for his other movies this, and books. He's so brilliant before his time. To the world's greatest character. Yeah. Clovis. The Clovis. He's Clovis being driven around by some jeopardy, but who's nice? He's seemingly a nice dad. Yeah. But um the cat is the real focus. Uh and the cat he's is got, a star. Like, He's like got an amazing like doesn't it say like the badass cat or something? This is the attack? Can I just attack point cat. out that Clovis was played by Sparks? So can we just have like a moment of uh, appreciation for Sparks? Oh, he I love Sparks. Really good. Great I can cat tell acting. that he was, he was amazing like, in this. Yeah, I can tell that he was like a really nice cat. Yeah. Um, and he was a really chill. I I also love. So there was like a car chase. So there's like a deputy with a cat, and they're chasing and a squeely them. metal guitar solo. And a really. <laughs> Dumb 
music track. Um, and they're like chasing down the highway. And that's when you have this um, moment where the cat locks eyes with him and he goes, Wah! and starts like transforming his face because he really hates cats. It and looks like, so ridiculous. What's going on? And like he's just going wild and like the whole bunch of cops are going to be on him. He tries to run down a school child. Uh, maybe he was like trying to get like takeout or something. Like he was like gonna be like grab her and like and like, hey mom, we we got like a little child. A snack, it's gonna yeah. be as fun, but it's gonna be a snack. Well, we wait. Um, it's like a pizza but, pocket. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a pizza pocket. Uh, but then the intimidation of Clovis makes him have to hide. Like, well, I li- I like that because to me, like cats can kind of see who you really are. So that yeah. kind of felt very true to like mm-hmm. if they're gonna develop a lore around the way cats are in this world. The idea that cats can see through is like that, that, that to me was like really well done. And I was like, that's, that makes sense to me. That tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So then and he that's... speeds up out of sight, pulls over and makes his car invisible. And for some reason, the cop stops right beside his invisible car <laughs> instead of continuing down the road. <laughs> well, because, <laughs> because Clovis wanted to give him one last stare. Did and Clovis know... like hop on the brakes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. We know who really controls the cops. Okay, fair enough. In this town. That's why they're good sheriffs or whatever, because Clovis... I was just worried about Clovis, though, during the car chase. I was like, he's not even buckled in. They're going so fast. It's very Keanu, Sarah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I did notice that there was a a stuffed cat in the the scene, if you could see it. They were like, if there's anything, there was like a, a, a more slightly... Uh, probably impressive car stunt or whatever. They had a stuffed cat in there, and I was like, "Good, thank you." Sparks is just chilling in his little bed. Yeah, yes. he's in his trailer. Like, Give me more catnip, and I may do it. Uh, uh, but uh, then he, you know, he goes home, and he's just like, "Man, I've had a, I've had a rough day, Mom. Let's be weird." <laughs> And she's like, I'm really hungry. Give me, I'm not myself when I'm hungry. Give me a Snickers. Oh, yeah, she says, um, I love this line. He says, why are you being such a bitch? And she says, because I'm hungry. I was like, yeah, I get it. I totally get that. Relatable. <laughs> yeah. So he has to go and, uh, you know, get matching Admech to a cemetery, which, so why he's taking her to a cemetery is weird because the cemetery, so he gets their house and there's all these like engravings and uh, and like uh, um, rubbings. Like, they're rubbings. They're rubbings. <laughs> Sorry. We- they're rubbings of a, like tombstones and we find out that's not her interest. That's her mom's Well, interest. you know who else does this? Um, uh, Brenna, my girlfriend's mom did this too. So really? I, yeah. Huh. So I found it very relatable. <laughs> You, but does does she hang them up? Cat and... demon? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you a cat demon, Stephen? But does she just no? I'm them Tanya. In her house? Oh, yeah, that's fine. Um, I think so. Okay. But I think that used to be a thing where like people would go and do etchings of gravestones. I think that was like a hobby in like I, apparently the 90s, but it feels like a hobby from the 1890s, not from the <laughs> 1990s. I mean, I I like it. It's kind of cool. I like. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, but I, uh, the only issue is like, she doesn't have any in her room and her interest is like photography clearly. And she's all like trying to impress her mom. So he's like, uh, this is the only time this works is saying, Oh, she's going to show me the cemetery. Like any other mom scenario. Would be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you, you first met a, uh, potential partner of your child and they're like, I'm going to the cemetery. I'd be like, you best be goth and not creepy, okay? But the cemetery is apparently like where all the kids go to make out, which is very strange. Mm -hmm. Well, is is it though? I mean... I think that's true for a lot of... I think... I I feel like people in small towns probably... Because it's almost like that's where privacy is, you know? it's Nobody's going to be stumbling across you there it's not a high foot traffic volume apparently it is so apparently there's like a whole bunch of high schoolers just walking around like (laughs) half naked in there yeah that's a make out point is the Mm -hmm. top of the cemetery when they first said it i forget what the name of it was i thought it was like a make out point type place and then they (laughs) revealed it was a cemetery but you're still right though you weren't wrong yeah (laughs) so they go to this place 
and they're supposed to have like a nice little picnic and then you know uh there's like what does she say so he was like oh yeah so he's like ah we're gonna get some good rubbings and then he like walks away and she's like you bet you uh, Botox. <laughs> Close enough. She's a virgin, though. She doesn't know about rubbing or, or you know, when they say virgin, does that mean she can't have, like, No, it means anything? that the only thing she knows is about rubbing. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's very true. I was wondering, like, what do they count as a virgin? Can you have, like, touched, like, can you? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, like, the surface stuff is Virginity is just a concept, Sarah. <laughs> what about blowjobs? Like... <laughs> oh, yeah. The, She's not the, a her, virgin, then. Her friend in high school, I love when she... Was like you're like oh I can give you all a ride and then the other two friends are like no we're good and then one of the friends is totally making a blowjob face. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. I noticed that I was like oh my goodness oh my goodness. So now they are at the at the cemetery and you know things are going pretty well you know she's got her camera kitten is happening. So, so I, I relate to Charles here. If I was on a first date, Which I part? would not somebody. No, no, I, I think this. I and maybe I can gauge all of you. I think it's weird to take pictures of somebody on a first date. I think that's weird. That is a bit oh, weird. I mean, yeah. I was like, I was, I was worried you were gonna say like the life force. Thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, oh no. No, but no. but I thought it was interesting that you know when they relate later, like obviously the camera taking pays off later, but it's like. This idea of like her like turning and like taking his picture. I don't know. Well, I, like, I, I think it, she could get away with doing it once. Yeah. But when she keeps walking towards him, like snapping every two seconds, that's a little much. Well, I think it's also different back then because now if you take photos of someone, you could conceivably post it to Instagram immediately. Oh, true. Whereas like true. this feels more private and they are there for her to take photos and she is a photographer. Good point. You know what? So yeah, I, yeah. I feel but, like it made some sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but I just thought it was interesting. But maybe it, like... There was that element of him becoming uncomfortable because, mm. like, he knows maybe he knows that she that like he doesn't show up on film or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think he knew at that point that they was gonna like suck her life force out or kill her or whatever. Anyway, so I think he wasn't too concerned about that. I'm a little bit more confused by the fact that they tripped on flat ground and then rolled seventeen times. <laughs> that's, uh, that's called love. It's called that's lion. Love. It's called lion kinging. <laughs> <laughs> Pinge again. <laughs> it was really weird when Simba got a corkscrew through his eye. <laughs> the, oh my god! Is that Holy the director's shit. cut? <laughs> I know how to tie it back to other cat movies. <laughs> um, yeah, so they are rolling around, and then all of a sudden, um, Life Force starts getting sucked out, and he's all like, "Whoa, it's getting." It's not gonna hurt. Just let me suck your life force out, and then she this like. This is Dump. when the puns start coming out, and it seems like it's like this is a pretty harrowing time, and I'm impressed by like his not caring and her acting at like her acting ability at like being in the moment of like she makes it very believable for what he's doing yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, totally she was really good in this I thought. yeah like she was she was doing some really good work to mm-hmm. uh have to interact with the worst puns ever <laughs> i would have been like oh i just put the corkscrew through his eyes so he would stop doing the puns like yeah. i didn't even know he was a demon <laughs> right after I she thought... pulls out the eye with the corkscrew he goes look at this shirt my mom is gonna kill me now tanya <laughs> when exactly did i lose your trust <laughs> my no. my my question is 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 everyone's life force sort of purplish or is I it kind of so. like or do we all have kind of different color life forces? I feel like mine would be more of a green color. Wait, do you think that was like her aura? Well, I don't like know. Her inner I'm, aura? I'm really well, I mean, he yeah, took it could a be. a lot of it, but like she still had enough left, obviously. Does it replenish? What? Is it like blood? What if, like, what if, like, it was happening and then, like, he's like, oh, no, you actually did hand stuff. And, like, it starts poisoning him or something. Oh, no. <laughs> like, a really strict definition of what it had to be. And, oh, that would have been, that would have been fun. Um, you did hand stuff. <laughs> you can just taste it. <laughs> and uh, then uh, they uh, have a, a, an interesting fight with corkscrews and at cameras and I was like, that's a very expensive camera. I know your life yeah. is in danger, but that's a pretty expensive camera. Yeah, especially Dude. in the 90s. Cameras were expensive, you know. <laughs> and she finally makes it out and uh, this is when the cop ca- cop comes back with, with Clovis. Clovis. Of course.
course. And um, he's, like, taking her in and helping her. So he has been kind of, like, being made fun of by everyone else in his, like, department. Because, like, he's like, oh, there's some weird supernatural stuff going on. And, like, nobody believes them because they're racist. And, oh, well, and they don't like cats. And they don't they're like all cats. dog people. They're all dogs. Um, and uh, he is like, he believes her instantly, but he's kind of like, whoa, whoa, let's bang on, because he doesn't really know what he's dealing with. And like, I, he's like a very likable character. So like, yeah. I did not expect what was to happen to him. It made me sad. Because like he just him. gets like stabbed with a pencil through the ear. And you're yeah. like, oh, oh, And then Charles yells cop kebab. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Which I just totally like, takes no. the gravity out of the situation. I would have been like, no, don't let me die to this pun. No. So embarrassing. <laughs> so embarrassing. Um, he does get a few shots off and then gets shot himself and dies. Um, but Clovis comes in, saves the day, saves matching Emic, and then in the saddest moment of all time, he yeah. just like lays on his chest and it's just like a really, it's a so really sad. sad. It's just a sad moment because <laughs> I, my my little orange cat always does that to me. Like oh. when I'm laying in bed, he like wants to like sit on my chest so he like sleeps there and we like hang out. And I was like, oh. That's what my cats, what my cats would do. So I, I almost thought that they were going to have, like, the cat take a bite of him. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just because, you know, I mean, and maybe, excuse me, maybe it's been more popularized more recently, but just the idea of, like, if you die, your cats are going to eat you. I don't yeah. think they do it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, Still you warm. Slept <laughs> you slept in. <laughs> Two oh. hours too late. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs> the ultimate alarm. Oh, you can't start eating you. Um, so then we go back to the house, and the cats are, like, around the house, and they're supposed to be, oh, yeah. like, on guard, but they're all literally just chilling there, and most of them aren't even looking towards it. The body language is totally relaxed. They don't look tense or battle-ready. But, okay, as Bad acting was, by the cats. But, yes, but it's also, like, so I've seen a lot of cat horror movies, and the cats do not ever look this not stressed, so it actually makes me feel better about... The movie is that, like, all these cats, one, pretty well, like, I was really impressed by the, the, the weight. Like, there was not, like, there was a few chonkers, but, like, <laughs> they, everyone was, like, in a, in a nice, healthy weight class. And, like, mm-hmm. I have trouble making that happen. So, like, I'm impressed already because um, he's so sad. I feel like we need a lot of, like, we need more cat chonker representation, though, in we film. Do, we do. We do. Um but they, they, and they all seem like at peace. Uh, of course, it doesn't make the story believable, but I, I, I'm happier that the cats were happy. Yeah, well, I guess I. Made, I yeah. Oh, go ahead, Sarah. Uh, no, it just made me think that they're just like these guardians keeping watch. You know, like there's they know there's something bigger going well, on. Maybe they're relaxed because they know that they have it like handled. I guess. Yeah, that yeah. that was my thing. Again, if this lore, if the lore of the world, which is I guess the thing that we're really obsessed with, but like. Mostly, I mean, it'd be interesting because if Stephen King ever did like expand this, I feel like our, I feel like you could listen to this podcast and be like, "All right, all the questions that we have about the lore, he would fill out." But oh, we should send this to him. Yes, but <laughs> but my thing is that, and and to your point, Sarah, that like, what if it's this thing where there's not many sleepwalkers left, and it's almost like the cats have won, and so mm-hmm. now it's just these these kind of final little strongholds where it's like. The cats yeah. have been chasing around. Like, these are a particularly problematic, um, you know, couple or fa- mother son um, <laughs> so, duo. No, I mean, technically there. a couple. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, and so like you can imagine like like what if the cat's side of the thing? It's like some of these cats like report back to the head office and they're like we got two sleepwalkers and they <laughs> yeah. keep killing our own and we can't. We got to send reinforcements. You know, yeah. that's why the cat some generals. Of the kittens. There are little kittens in there because that's like what happens when you have to like get new people to your Oh, the army. recruits, yeah. Yeah, it's like a new recruits. And I was like, again, I was like, these are like kittens that are walking in the same direction as these other cats peacefully. And I was like, I have like three kittens right now. They don't, they don't <laughs> listen to anything. Well, and I was thinking when I saw all these cats, I was like, wow, somebody needs to go in TNR. But then I was like, oh, wait, but they're protecting us. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe it's like, uh, trap, neuter, and kill sleepwalkers. Right, so, right. So, like, you know, that that's what they do. They're like, yeah. they're like look, w- don't let, let our population get out of control, but let us back out so we yeah. can protect you. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. why you release. Yeah. 
Have we talked about, did we get to the point with the Stephen King cameo yet? Or are we still? That's where we are exactly. That's where we are exactly. Because he runs off and then the Stephen King cameo comes in and I'm like, oh man, Stephen, you can't, you can't act. Why do you keep doing this? Why do you keep doing this to us? He, he keeps oh man because he just and this comes is out a lengthy and, one too compared to his so, usual ones it's so bad he's like i locked that up i locked that up it's like a weird like uh uh like a vaudeville routine because it's just like no don't tell me about this tell the other cop and he goes to tell the other cop and he's like don't tell me tell the other cop and you're like oh my god Does he so for the audience is? stephen king is playing a cemetery caretaker walking around the crime scene and trying to deny that he's at fault for anything <laughs> <laughs> is he does he make cameos in a lot of his all of his movies well all the not good ones right because <laughs> well, he's not in the shining he's not yeah. in <laughs> well <laughs> he's he not in the shining he and kubrick do not get along wait but he, uh, was he in that's the original why he it? The shining um, um yes i think so well he's in the he's in it chapter two for sure um oh like the new movie or... yeah the it, oh. yeah the, the new movie he's in there where it, again, it's a it's a pretty cr- cringy one because he's like talking about uh, how someone else has like no uh, no ability to end stories, which is what everyone says to him. And I was like, you know, do this do this on like Letterman or something. Like, get us off the movie screen. I think Ugh. his best cameo was in Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say in, the Dark uh, Tower from 2017. No, I don't know if he's in that. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the Langoliers. Uh, <laughs> oh God, I've blocked out his Langoliers one. Was he like one of the passengers getting on a the plane? No, before? he was in the. Uh, he was in like when Mr. Toomey has his final Ooh, scene. You the literally, you literally sent me this clip. Like, no, I know. Two days, <laughs> <laughs> two days ago. I repress because... the Langoliers every time I watch it. Uh, for any of you who don't know, um, The Langoliers is basically a uh, time travel movie where it's discovered that you can't time travel because every moment in the past is eaten by weird Pac-Man things. It's great. Whoa. I actually have seen that one. I saw it when I was a kid, like on TV, and I was like, this is the, one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> so I've bad. never heard you of this. Revisit it. it does not hold up, so it's even worse than you imagine. It's like straight. It was like straight to TV, right? It was like a yeah. TV movie. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. made for TV. I like just everyone flies through a, a space vagina and ends up in the past. Uh, I just it was a I really ju- cool prank. Sorry. I, oh, I was just gonna say I just looked at the the Wikipedia and it's directed by Tom Holland, the star of uh, these new Spider Man movies. I'm just kidding. Different different Tom Holland. <laughs> that would be amazing. He'd be like a baby, like I mean that that. Uh, it does look like it was directed by a baby. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's a very bad thing, but I love it. Uh, and maybe I'm going to watch it after this. Anyways. I'll watch um... it with you. I kind of love it too. <laughs> <laughs> but back to this movie. Um, this is where a whole bunch of cameos happen because um, we also get John Landis, who... Ugh, fuck. Ugh. Don't focus on him. Focus on Toby Hooper. Okay, fine. Toby Hooper is there, and uh, apparently I didn't see him, but also Clive Barker was there, which I thought was really cool. Didn't notice. I didn't see them, um, but I thought that's really cool because, you know, Clive Barker is not... I don't see him in a lot of things, especially, like, cameos are just showing up. And um, he is, like, pretty much one of the very influential horror directors. Like, he did, like, Hellraiser, Candyman is, is... uh, based off of uh, his story, uh, Rawhead Rex. That's the the most obscure one. Why did I Why did I say that as a third? <laughs> Deep anyway, cut. Since, anyway, since the the movie version of that is bad. Do you um, know who else cameoed that I recognize? I did not recognize all those people that I probably should have. But there is a somebody who was in an X Files episode. Just looked him up. His name's Stuart Charno. He was from the X Files episode. Clyde Bruckman's final repose. Oh, wait, yeah, really? Yeah, he was the um, murderer, the the killer guy. Oh. Who's, like, trying to like who Clyde Bruckman's oh, trying to like find that guy. I went, as soon as I saw him, he's like the photographer or something. I was like, oh my god, it's you're that right. Guy. I did recognize him, but I could not <laughs> oh. put put where he was from. Yes, that is total. Oh, that's that was genius. This is an yeah. amazing movie now. Yeah, right. Yeah, I got so excited through talking about it. We've like raised it up by two stars. <laughs> two stars. Anyways, this is when, uh, you know, they go to house to get him, and then Ron Perlman shows up, and it's just 
doing weird shit and saying weird shit, which, and I don't know. Like a normal cop. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, by the way, Ron Perlman has a cat who looks like, or no, he doesn't have a cat, but there's a cat who looks like Ron Perlman. So yes, that's true. Cat. <laughs> uh, they they uh, did that after a uh, revel, uh, revelance for this movie. Did they name him <laughs> Ron Perlman? <laughs> they should have if, they, if it's not. It's a very good question. Very yeah. good question. Um, and then they can't find them because they, you know, they get into the fucking invisible power dimming or whatever. Uh, how I feel like after thinking about this movie for too long. Um, <laughs> and um, they uh, have a, uh, a a cop that is like looking after the uh, matching dynamic and is at her home. And then uh, it looks like the son is going to die. So she shows up. The mama shows up and she's like, oh, I'm really mad. You're going to make my son not die anymore. So we can have the mama and And... Uh, <laughs> Verbatim. Somebody needs to animate Do you your doing these these recaps. Uh, and um, she ends up killing a man with a corn cob. Brilliant. Brilliant. Can I say the line that she says after? Because it's oh, the worst you thing. Can. You can. Okay. <clears throat> no vegetables, no dessert. <laughs> Those are the rules. Like like Which mother like Which doesn't son. make any sense because was, was the dessert death? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, I, don't I, don't I don't know. know. She's like one of those people who's like, oh, getting killed by me is an honor. That's your dessert. You, you know, like, I I was reading some reviews of this film because I was like, and and one of the reviews was saying that like, oh, the first half is fine, but then the second half falls apart. And I th- what? I thought it was the other <laughs> way around. I was like, the first yeah. half didn't grab me, but the second like a man gets stabbed with corn on the cob. <laughs> like this is when I was like, this movie's actually like good. <laughs> yeah, and they make like, and then she all of a sudden she like grabs a gun and it's like. She's got like superpowers with the gun because she starts shooting people. Like, she fucking throws. Cars. She throws. She throws Tanya's mom out the window like a oh, boss. Yeah. Just like she fucking did. chucks her out the window. It was. I kind of liked a lot of this action in this movie because it feels very. It's just not something I would. It just feels like it didn't play out the way I expected every time. And then, like, uh, like when uh, Ron Perlman shows up, and she just like breaks his arm. Oh, no, that was she bites his with fingers off. Yeah, yeah, and didn't she? Yeah, she bites his fingers off, breaks <laughs> yeah. his arm, and doesn't she like punch him with his broken arm? Like, I swear to God, like, I like to think that he survived this, and there's yeah. gonna be like a future Stephen King movie where like Ron Perlman has like robot arms or something. Yeah, uh, and it's like I remember <laughs> yeah. those incest vampires and i don't like them um, incest vampires that's the, that's the new like song. that's the new muppet babies oh yeah <laughs> no. incest vampires <laughs> na, 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 na. oh no uh, oh gross uh so then uh she goes to uh get kidnapped and brought back to make the son come back alive and at first we're like oh son's pretty dead right <laughs> yeah he on. is dead right I like, thought well, that he, like, at first I thought that she was, like, using telekinesis to, like, yeah, make him dance with her, but then he started moving of his own volition, so I was like, okay, so he is alive? I mean, he wasn't doing hot, and I, and no, it's, yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting, the idea that one cat can kill these sleepwalkers. Oh, yeah, well, it's Clovis, man. Apparently like, it's just, like, one scratch, like, that's all it takes, according to, like, the legend or whatever. Yeah, huh. well, um... Clovis, uh, while this is all happening, Clovis is uh, assembling the troops. Uh, He's a and getting everyone to like kind of come in and do it. And then like he he gets there. It's like he he was like going to get reinforcements, and then he like shows up, and Clovis is like, "Guys, why aren't you attacking? Like, why aren't you doing anything? What what are you doing?" And then the one cat's like, "Okay, I'll I'll help you. I'll, I'll, I'm a I'm a nice white cat. I'll, I'll help you Aww. do some stuff." And then. Oh, rest rest in peace, the one yeah. one nice uh, white cat who uh, doesn't make it. That was probably the only moment of cat violence that actually was like, I mean, it's kind of funny how just like it's just it's like she's like a wrestler. She's just like <laughs> like fucking. She went like full bane on that cat. She's like, <laughs> I am the knight. I am the sleepwalker. <laughs> Well, uh, I hope there is a, a new Stephen King movie where it's about that cat getting back on its feet and uh, becoming the new Batman. Yeah. Um, I want Clovis versus need. Cujo. Oh. 
Clovis versus Cujo. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, but yeah. Um, like, uh, whoa. Sorry, guys. I just saw a cat climb up. I'm at the office right now, and I just saw a cat climb up a vine. Whoa. Oh, my that God. Was, I, like, looked out of the corner of my eye, and I literally just saw a cat climbing up Wait, the building. Wait, was it Sparks? It might have been Sparks. <laughs> That's so weird. It? I just saw a cat climbing a, climbing up on the roof of the office here at the That's studio. a good omen. Are yeah. you a cat demon? Be oh, oh no. Yeah, watch or out for sleepwalkers, Stephen. Beware <laughs> of sleepwalkers. So yeah, the, then like more cops show up and like they're like, ah, we'll we'll stop. well, I think it's just the sheriff at this point. The sheriff shows up at the house and is like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some heroing, and then he just gets his butt kicked. Uh, although he does have like a cool moment where he like. What, what does, he say? does he say, whoa, mama, and then, like, throw the uh, bear trap at her? Well, yeah, yeah. And then I don't remember now, but I, I wanted to say briefly, I feel like Tanya doesn't get – I feel like we should give Tanya credit because she fucking jabs um, Charles's eyes. Like, she like, – She goes for the eye again. She is not a helpless Ooh, helpless. Yeah, she... Yeah, sorry, I, for, I forgot at, about the second eye gap. At every oh, turn, she is willing and able to. I feel like you know, in so many movies, you know, horror movies, I think it's like that sort of complaint that in those moments people freeze, which is true to real life. But there's probably just as many people that are like, "I will take my keys and knuckle your eyes out," you know. Yeah. And so I, I really like that about Tanya that she. As much as they're like you're saying, like Sarah, I think you were saying earlier about this kind of like frail, like virgin energy yeah. or whatever that she had, but like she was like willing to jab yeah. some eyes out at yeah. multiple turns. I liked that about her. Yeah. Did she jab the same eye? No, she did both eyes, right? Oh, I yeah. thought she did. She I thought she pulled like um, like the giant from Game of Thrones, just like to Pedro Pascal, just like ah, and like pop his head like a cherry. Yeah, she just went for both of them. It's like that's great. That's you great go, stuff. girl. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, go girl. You go girl. We stand. And like she obviously like one of the things that I don't mention is that she's always like, Where's Clovis? Where's Clovis? Guys, come back with Clovis. She knew. I don't I don't care about the cops. Send me Clovis. He's the only <laughs> yeah. one who could work. Cats not cops, is that that's what we say. <laughs> Make that a shirt. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and um eventually like Clovis like she's like uh, you know, uh, having some good, good, uh, good, good wallops on the mom as well, but the the mom looks like she's really about to like kill everybody, and then the cats really get into action, and Clovis is one of those leading in there, and just they all pile on her. She just gets going on. She sets fire. on fire apparently. Yeah. If a cat scratches you, you just explode into flames. Cat scratch fever indeed. I will oh. say that was really unexpected. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I wonder if they're just like, uh, I guess we need to like have like a fun way to end this. So, yeah, she just catches on fire. Well, that's what happens. <laughs> like, okay, but she's okay. still like whole enough to say something to Tanya. I can't remember. Oh yeah, something like you killed my son or something yeah. like that. Well, because she yeah. transforms back from the like, like oh, the Pokemon right. evolution of like human. <laughs> Cat human and then like weird lizard demon cat. Human. It's like animorphs. Like there are so many animorph scenes in this where it's like you're yeah. like, oh, you're a mid 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 tier animorph, and I can't look at you. <laughs> like it's terrifying. Um, and uh, yeah, she just dies. And uh, then we get one of the most beautiful moments ever when she's just like petting Clovis, yeah. and like Clovis is like getting. Sparks is doing a, a great acting job because he's like really getting into the cuddles, mm -hmm. and uh, they, they're just like kind of cuddling together. And he's like, "She's just like it's me and you, Clovis. It's, it's me and you." Oh my and god! Then do you think Enya that... starts playing, <laughs> <laughs> which is a great song. But do you think that Sparks is a method actor and spends all his time cuddling to like oh. prepare for that role? Oh yeah, he, I hope he so. must be. Yeah. I hope so. Now it makes me want like in Riverdale. Uh, to just have like uh, Betty's mom played by a matching hammock, just like have like Clovis's like attack cat collar on like Aww. a wall or something. As like, oh yes, I remember my old cat. Do you think Aww. that Caramel was like the great grandson of Clovis? Oh, oh, we don't talk about Caramel. Poor Caramel, <laughs> the Riverdale cat. R.I.P. Caramel. Uh, R.I.P. Caramel. Uh, um, now emotional. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
any uh, Valeska, I feel like you had the most notes for this movie. Was there anything that you wanted to talk 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 on? Uh, I think we covered it all. There was really. a lot. I'm like looking back There's... through. Oh, um, the mom was played by Alice Krieger, who played Queen Helena in A Christmas Prince, and also Christabella in Silent Hill, so get you a girl who can do both. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, then a cat. Cat demons, too. I was going to say, it ends with um, slow motion cats. That's the very last shot. Yeah. Slow motion cats. I really like that. Like, like my dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Like my dreams. Yeah. Just... I, I keep Beautiful. forgetting that movies just ended back in the day. I feel like yeah. nowadays movies need to have some sort of like explanation of what happens yeah this is yeah, like look like a, a ramen scene or something like yeah like... <laughs> well it's just that, okay that would have been amazing if she just like shows up at like a bar and it's just like with all of the cats and she's like bring out the catnip give them give them the canned food Come yeah on, i'm buying a round of milk for everybody <laughs> Well, this is almost like an episode of the x-files in a way not yes. to like keep oh bringing God. up the x-files but like how it never explained anything at the end it just Wait, ended did we all watch to the end of the credits because there could have been a post-credit scene i of the did watch the i did the not credits. actually <laughs> there, there wasn't but there, there should have been <laughs> something yeah, that, but yeah. wait there is another and it's like you see that like what if the yeah? What if this post-credit sequence there, like you said earlier, what if it turns out that Tanya actually was a sleepwalker? Yeah, and she right? just like she just looks up as she's petting Clovis, and it's like, don't worry, it's all fine now. And then you see her like grow the cat face. Yeah, or she's like, an she's like the blade. Sleepwalker. What if she's like the blade Ooh. of uh, skinwalkers, where she can walk both worlds? Where yeah, she's yeah. Like, she can just pet cats. Yeah, and yeah. That's what the other world is, and that's the the best worlds. Yeah, that's the best world. Is the world where you can. Suck the life force out of people in order to survive and pet cats. <laughs> Sounds like a great weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, let's go through where everyone can find each other on the internet. Valeska, where can they find you on this worldwide map? Am I allowed to plug things as well, or am I just giving my socials? No, you can plug anything. Okay, uh, I currently have a lecture available at Salem Horror Fest, which is available at, I believe, SalemHorrorFest.com. Probably should have looked that up first. Awesome. Um, you can still get copies of the book Scared Sacred, which I co-edited at HOLpublishing.com. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at BitchCraftTO. Nice. Why would I not have let you plug the Salem Horror Fest thing when I literally helped you make that? I don't know. You didn't tell me to plug anything. I didn't want to assume. Steven, where can they find you and any plugs that you would like to have on the internet? Um, well, you can always find me at Stephen Ray Morris on all the things. Obviously, listen to the Percast. Yeah. Um, where you can... I'm trying to think... Well, because Sarah and I started this this year. I mean, we did it before, but I think during the pandemic, we really ramped up sort of our watching cats and other you know movies and tv shows yeah. we did i think this also reminded me of the x-files episode as well too the yeah, cat one but like better right <laughs> i i think it's actually better yes yeah. i agree I, I i would say i was genuinely impressed by this movie and overall liked yeah. it a lot but um as far as like i mean again it's like you were saying andrew at the beginning like the cats are like the heroes of this movie so it's good all around but um, we also did a Steven Universe episode. We did yes. a Futurama episode. Yes. Um, so as far as like cats and movies and television and stuff, I think those are good percast episodes to check out. But definitely the X Files one, I think is yeah is really good. Also, we we talked to as far as like wrecking episodes, we talked to um, uh, Scott Weinberg, who is a film critic, and he's a big Stephen King fan. So his episode, he talked a lot about some of these movies. I think he mentioned Sleepwalkers in that yeah, episode, obviously. So. And then April Wolf, who wrote the remake for Black Christmas, um, so she was a guest. The pet cricket. Yeah. Oh, yes, cricket's so cute. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so maybe those are some episodes that I think your listeners would like. The new Black Christmas movie is one, great, and two, has a nice cat in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the all the original one does too. It does. Yeah. It does. What was the original cat's name again? Uh, wasn't it Claude? Claude. Oh, yeah. yeah. Claude. Mm. And no, Claude, I'm not calling you. You're okay to just continue over there because that's one of my cat's names. Uh, and he's currently cuddling my other cat on the couch, and I'm just watching it. Um. Yeah, Sarah, where can we find you 
And um, what plugs do you want? To you know, listen to the percast, like Stephen was saying, because, uh, you know, we talk about cats a lot, and it's fun. Uh, and, you know, I'm on Instagram at Sarah Iyer if you want to check out my cat pictures. You can also listen to The Bluth, The Whole Bluth, and Nothing But The Bluth, which Andrew has been a guest on. Um, wait. I, I, I yeah. have not yet. Oh, but... wait. Oh, yeah, that's right. We were talking about doing it. <laughs> well, I think we were going to, and it was in my head. But, oh, yeah, because you've been a guest on my other podcast, which, anyway. Yes. Whatever. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> um, well, and I've been on Triassic Park. That, yeah. If we're just We've plugging. all been, look, there's so much Speaking of incest. Mixing. Wow. That, you know, I can't even keep it straight. But, anyway, Andrew will be on that podcast, Um uh, we just did an episode. We t- oh, so we talked about Don Bluth films, and we just did an episode, a non Bluth episode, about the Swan Princess. So if you like hearing me and this other guy, Dax, talk about movies, you can check that out. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. And I was like, I was very happy to see that this morning because, like, I looked at my thing and I was like, oh, this is three hours. Good. <laughs> Good. I have something to do yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, you could follow us on Twitter at mpodcastm. Follow us on that. Obviously, I'm just repeating myself there. Uh, our email is milkjuicehavemosas at gmail.com. You can always follow us on Patreon if you are so inclined. Thank you, and have a great day. And as always, blame the CW. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.